I had forgotten about the pipe bomber. Now, let me take you back to January the 6th, 2021. We were carrying the Trump speech live. And uh, me and Mr. Barrett had introduced, because it was during the uh, last hour of the Barrett Brief Show. So we cut into that, and we broadcast Trump's speech live. And then uh, after Trump had finished, and we were doing some post commentary on whether you know we were, and we had the uh, the audio feed via C-SPAN two of the Senate, and they were just beginning the proceedings, wherein it was hoped that Mike Pence would not uh, would do what he should have done which was not not vote or not ask for the voting certifications from the four states that were in question and to send them back to the, the those states for either revotes or recounts or what have you here. So we are waiting for all this and as they're just getting started the first thing that I remember was that there was a TWATA report, I'm going from memory, that there was a TWATA report that an entrance to the Capitol building had been breached by rioters or something to that effect. Didn't have anything else. There were no television cameras or no television crews there yet. The next thing that we got was that there had that the uh, local media was reporting that the DC police were investigating a pair of pipe bombs that had been found, which is kind of odd. That, that early in the day, the pipe bombs were found. And uh, uh, as, as I said, I have almost completely forgotten about the, the pipe bombs, but they came up yesterday because Jim Jordan and Thomas Massey asked Christopher Ray about, well, okay, well, whatever happened to the pipe bomb uh, investigation? You know, you were supposed to be going after all these nefarious uh, characters that were there to storm the Capitol and bring it into our precious democracy. Remember? Uh, well, wouldn't setting up pipe bombs to be detonated kind of, <laughs> wouldn't that kind of be illegal? Shouldn't you, or don't you want to know who it was that planted the pipe bombs and, uh, and whatever happened to them? And Ray just, just deftly just refused to answer the question, as he did almost every other question. Like, for example, the question on the investigation out of the Richmond field office, where uh, the FBI whistleblower, Kyle Serafin, who was on this show the day after he blew the whistle, um, when we were talking with Kyle, I heard the rebroadcast the other day, and I asked him, I said, what is your certainty, what is your certitude about your source as to whether or not this is a legit FBI document and a legit FBI in investigation. And he told me, before I could even finish this in, he went, hunted. 100% certain. This is a real story, real leak, real event, really happening. Well, according to Christopher Ray, the FBI director yesterday, that's not correct. I'm not second-guessing Kyle Serafin. I'm just... <laughs> Ray didn't answer the question. He certainly didn't bring any closure to it. And he was asked not only by Massey, he was asked by Jordan 
several times about it. So we have all that. You know, basically, at the end of the day, this is what you have. Here, 30,000-foot view. And I didn't watch all six hours, but I heard enough of it. 30,000-foot view. The big takeaway to me of the entire fiasco yesterday was in the questioning about Bank of America. I think that that is the one instance where Ray was not completely prepared. Now, he deftly pushed it to the side and gave the legalese that, well, uh, the bureau was this and that and the other. But when we play you the digital media file from that particular part of the exchange, as I was uh, telling Maggie this morning as we were listening to this, I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait. First of all, why is there an FBI? Why is there a federal bureau investigation where I told you uh, last month that uh, the FBI was created for the sole uh, and explicit purpose of investigating crimes inside the federal government. It was not created as some sort of federal law enforcement entity or invest or investigation uh, investigatory entity that was supposed to you know be conducting all these uh, the, these investigations in all fifty states. That's not why it was created. Then, of course, it turned into an intelligence-gathering uh, entity in the 90, uh, after the end of World War II and during the Cold War, as they call it. Uh, but of course, you had the infamous uh, Jagger, Hoover, and all of the, the, those shenanigans that happened and, and all that and, and what have you here. But unless I'm mistaken, and I do not believe that I am, unless I'm mistaken, the charter of the FBI hath not changed it is still not some extra, uh, what's the word, uh, super, means above. Uh, it is not some superior investigatory entity that sits over uh, your local sheriff's department, for example, or your county, county police department, or your state police, police and uh, sits there on top of it going, picking and choosing, going, like, all right, you're not doing that one right, we're going to take over. The FBI is coming in to take over. Now, that does happen, but that doesn't mean that that's, that that's the way it's supposed to happen. So when Ray is asked a question about Bank of America, which we now know that there was an email uh, that there was, uh, I guess it, it, Thomas Massey brings this up, that there was an email exchange, and Wright says he, Ray says he never heard it. It was news to him that there was an email exchange between a Bank of America employee and FBI agents. The Bank of America employee basically said, hey, we have, we're filtering these purchases, and these people are have their suspicious purchases of guns or firearms or whatever. And then it was asked, you know, what should we do? And the, uh, the FBI agent says, you should call all that, basically, and then send that over to us. And then Ray says, we're not going to comment on the investigation of crimes. And that's when Massey pounced. And Massey goes, excuse me? The purchasing, the legal purchasing of a firearm is a crime? Right there. Right there. That's the event horizon for the whole thing. Why is the Federal Bureau of Investigation 
throwing it out there amongst all of our enemies in corporate America, and believe me, most of corporate America is your enemy, listener. Why is it throwing it out there that they should be running algorithms, searching for purchasing behavior of their customers, and then when they think that they found something, well, this Catholic is out there buying lots of ammunition and purchased another weapon and even went to a feed store and got a bag of ammonia nitrate. And then turning that over to the Federal Bureau of Investigation so that they can begin harassment. At one point, Massey even X, was there a warrant issued? Did anyone even consider the fact that in order to obtain this private uh, private information from an individual citizen, that a, should have, a warrant should have issued? You know what Ray says? Ray says it was completely legal. That ought to scare the crap out of all of us. It was completely legal. What's that going to tell your average Alex Jones fan? I ain't paying cash. I ain't paying. I'm not using a card ever again to buy a bullet. Go to the bank, write a check for $700, or go to an ATM. Get the here. Go across town where there are no gun stores or ammo stores or weapon exchanges or what have you, FFLs, and then take your cash across town and then pay cash for it. Would not surprise me though. When that begins to happen, and I believe it's almost a certitude that it's going to happen now, if it isn't already being uh, happening, the federalities will pass laws saying that you have to pay for the purchase of a new weapon. You can't pay cash. It's not allowed. You have to run it through one of our federally approved and connected banking entities. Or credit entities. But that was a moment in that hearing yesterday uh, with what happened with Bank of America that there is no such thing. No one that's running about these United States today is actually a free citizen. That's a joke. It truly, it truly is. It's sad to say, but it's, a, it's an absolute joke. So what was revealed yesterday was the tremendous, nearly ubiquitous, eavesdropping, spying, whatever you wish to call it, power of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and they can exercise it against you and me anytime. They're probably exercising it right now. And they can exercise that power at any given time over any one of us that they choose to. And there's really nothing you can do about it. Lawsuits aren't going to work. You can take them to court. Are you going to win? Who knows? And even if you do, are they going to change? Is anything going to? There was one partner in the exchange when when Congressman Massey kind of handed that to Ray. They go, hey, hey, we handle classified documents over here. Okay, we're not children. Your funding comes from us. You need to turn that stuff over. I'm telling you right now, turn it over. Because Ray goes, that's classified information, Congressman. And, and Thomas Massey goes, hey, get that crap out of here. There's such thing as classified information twixt me and you, bub. Boy, howdy, folks. Tristan Justice has this at thefederalist.com. Here are the highlights from FBI Director Christopher Ray's testimony for the House Judiciary Committee on Wednesday. Zoe Lofgren denies FBI politicization a con or declares 
FBI politicization a conspiracy. California demon crack congresswoman, and by the way, signatory of that heresy signed by 38 members of the House of Representatives saying that abortion and advocacy for abortion and abortifacients is consistent with the social moral teaching and catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, the USCCB did smack them down. And they say, uh, no, you're wrong. You're completely wrong. I haven't seen that any individual bishop has acted against these, these creeps. But Zoe Lofgren was one of them that signed that document. Uh, so it's another fallen away, wretched excuse in public for a practicing Roman Catholic. And the embarrassment just continues. Which uh, he, uh, 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 Mind me to talk about Eric Sammons, Maggie. Crack producer, because I'm going to get sidetracked here with Zoe Lawford. Uh, California demon crack congresswoman and former Trump impeachment mangler. You may remember Zoe Lofgren. Charged Republicans with engaging in conspiracy theories to delegitimize the FBI without any evidence. Which claims the agency is opposed to conservatives. Such a statement flies in the face of a recent 155-page court opinion from Missouri versus Biden. If you don't know about Missouri versus Biden, it's a, uh, well, Jonathan Turley was uh, blogging about it yesterday. Um, here's Turley. Uh, uh, Zoe Lockman just repeated that there was no evidence that the FBI is censoring conservatives despite a 155-page court opinion, the Twitter files, and prior testimony detailing the evidence. And then Turley. Uh, Steve Cohen just objected to those who were trying to sully the name of Ray despite recently warning special counsel Durham that he would end up uh, end up burning at the bottom of a pyre <laughs> unless he changed his views on the lack of foundation for the Russian collusion story. Ray is continuing to refuse to answer questions for lack of knowledge. It raises the question of willful blindness as when he denied that there were any FS, uh, uh, FISA searches linked to January the 6th in prior testimony. Today, he just shrugged and said, that, oh, when, he, when he gave that, apparently, when he gave uh, that apparently false representation, he did not know what his agency was doing on FISA in that regard. Now that a court has revealed that he says that he is now aware of it. <laughs> 